A torrent of adrenaline coursed through Tyler Locke's blood like it always did before an impending battle, forcing him to will a calm facade. They think we're crazy, you know, he said, using his vantage point on the Eiffel Tower to scan the Paris skyline for any sign of a threat. The City of Lights sparkled peacefully in the last remaining glow of the setting sun, oblivious to menace. Grant Westfield watched the glittering Seine, almost directly below them. Of course they do. Who the hell would have the guts to attack a party with this kind of security presence? It's nuts. And yet, here we are. Grant smiled, his bright white teeth visible in the window's reflection. Maybe we are crazy. For being here, I mean. If we're right, this is going to get ugly real fast. Then let's hope we're wrong. The Salle Gustave Eiffel bustled with the chatter of four hundred guests in attendance as Bizet's Symphony in C played in the background. With a magnificent view 187 feet above the ground, the recently renovated private room on the tower's first floor was the setting for the post-dinner cocktail reception. The banquet at the 58-tour Eiffel restaurant next door had been blissfully uneventful, but now that darkness was upon them, Tyler could feel his muscles tightening with anticipation. This would be the perfect time to attack. The French government had offered to host the Muslim Leadership Summit to show the country's commitment to peace in the Middle East and insisted the summit end on a literal high note by taking place in such a spectacular location. The security arrangements, however, had been a nightmare. The tower had been closed to the public for the entire day, unheard of for a sunny June Thursday, and tourists were kept at bay by a horde of policemen and soldiers. This concluding gala was attended by presidents, prime ministers, ambassadors, and sheikhs from every Muslim country, which meant no security detail was too small to overlook. Even the floor-to-ceiling windows had been covered with a reflective film so that snipers couldn't target specific attendees. Still, Tyler felt uneasy and vulnerable, as if they were being displayed as bait. The French must not think we're too insane, Grant said, or they wouldn't have let us in here. They wouldn't have if the Turkish ambassador wasn't the former culture minister. I used up my last Noah's Ark chit with them to add us to their guest list. Grant tugged at the collar of his tuxedo shirt, which hugged his neck tightly. I just wish it didn't mean wearing this monkey suit. Finding a rental tux that fit Grant's shoulders had been a challenge. The coat was stretched to the limit over the muscles of the 250-pound former pro wrestler who had bulked back up to his fighting weight since leaving the army. Tyler didn't have that problem. Although he'd retired from the army years ago, he was still trim enough to fit into the same tuxedo he'd worn since college. This way we don't stand out, Tyler said. I don't think it's working as well for you as it is for me. Grant said, pointedly looking around at the Arabs, Africans, Persians, Pakistanis, and Asians. His mocha skin and shaved head fit right in. Tyler, however, was one of the few Caucasians in the place. In America, it was Grant who normally drew the stairs, both for his fame and his broad build. But here he was just another of the many brown faces—